welcome back to the Blood Bowl Tavern. Yay, episode three. Woo! See, look at that. You know, we've got, you know, we may have had some audio issues in the last episode. We are working on it. Um, new technology. Um, but hey, thanks very much for joining us. It's me, uh, Stu Bearded Lucha, and I'm joined by NAF aficionado, Stu Stubacker. Stu, how are you doing this I'm, week? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. And we're also joined by Master of the Microphone, <laughs> uh, Ollie Eldritch Fox. How are you doing, Ollie? Hi, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome. I'm doing fine, thank you, Stu. Thank you for having us again. No problem at all. Welcome back to the tavern. Again, Chris sends his apologies. His work clearly hates him being a podcast superstar. Um, but Chris will be back, hopefully, with us next month for episode four, which will be our first podcast of 2024. Um, so, if you listened to our episode last month, you would have heard that we offered you a wonderful discount from our friends at Squiggle Studio. And I spoke to Mike um, shortly after the podcast release, and he has been inundated uh, with orders. And I said, well, is the offer for a discount for Blood Bowl Tavern listeners still on? And he said, absolutely. So, we've got all the details of it in the links below in your podcast app of choice. So, go and give Mike a shout if he wants anything uh, made Oh, sorry, painted for Christmas. What a great Christmas gift, potentially, for a loved one. Get your partner a wonderful Blood Bowl team painted, for which won't be ready for Christmas by the time this goes out. But, you know, maybe ask if you can pay his deposit. Maybe someone will buy you a deposit for a Christmas gift. It's the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving. You showed us some of um, the models he painted for you uh, last time as well, and they're very nice, aren't they? Yeah, I'm really, really happy. Like I said, I've got my um, my shark team in with him at the moment, where I'm getting su surfer dude sharks, which will can either be used as lizard men or black orcs, and I've also got um, some very angry goats, <laughs> just for Ollie's excitement uh, in there. I've sent a proper chaos team with a proper minotaur and a proper lord Borak. None of your cutable nonsense. Uh, for anyone who hasn't met Ollie previously, um, Ollie's not a fan of any models that don't look like they should so any cute more teams um if, if i ever play anyone who, who's got one of those teams I'll instantly ask them if it's okay to s take a photo of the team and whatsapp it to ollie within seconds of sitting down at the table <laughs> the temptation to put my uh, my cute more's penguin norse team in the thread bowl donations box just to see your face of happiness earlier was a better you know went for something else <laughs> if people like them it's cool i don't <laughs> I mean, cut and dry. I don't. Um, but on the subject of Thrud donations, um, I've b uh, passed on a few bits for, uh, for Ollie to take over for Thrud for next year. Thank you. Uh, we mentioned it in the uh, last episode of the podcast. If you didn't listen, go back and listen to our archives on your podcast app of choice outside of Apple, who are still, still refusing to connect. I mean, who uses Apple in this day and age anyway? Exactly. I, I've never even heard of them. It's a fruit, right? <laughs> it's a fruit. It's a record label. I prefer bananas. Um, but as it is our last podcast of the year, um, what are your hopes for Blood Bowl in 2024, personally and for the game? I hope that Games Workshop release 29 teams, all cuticles. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they change the rules, which would mean a new rule set. And they mend the passing rules, which are currently shit. Is this an insight into your teams for 2024 that you're going to be having a lot of passing teams? No, 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 not at all. I'm planning to use vampires and slan and maybes and goblins. But wildly inaccurate ruins passing and it 
is it's uh, overcomplicated. I think it's overcomplicated. That it is an unnecessary penalty to teams that want to pass the ball, unless so you're high elves with Cannoneer. Uh, safe pass is the one. No, safe pass stops a fumble. Even Cannoneer, if you, you, can, you can still go wildly inaccurate. So Not with the dice I <laughs> tend to roll. <laughs> but anyway, that would be my my wish for the game. For me personally. Um, go to Malta would be nice. Oh, nice! I'm I'm hoping to win some games. That's that's pretty much the plan. Steady on. <laughs> and I went with the approach. I know I said in the last episode that I was going to try and do 50 games of high elves, but now I've become obsessed with my my wrestler orcs, my grapple orcs. So it's now going to be 2024. <laughs> so it's just going to be nothing but orcs with great wrestler names behind them. That's the goal for 2024. Did you back the Charlie Victor Kickstarter for the orc tokens? I didn't because they're not wrestler based. Ah, fair, fair. They're not wrestler based. Yeah. Might have so had fair. a word with Duncan and get him to make some specific wrestler ones for you. <laughs> I think my pockets are not deep enough for that. Um, but you know, Duncan's been very, very kind with our tournaments in the past. But obviously, we've had some uh, sponsorship announcements for the uh, the Kent Team Championship, which yep. I think we want to go uh, through. Well, we haven't actually announced them yet, so this is a, a world exclusive. Ooh. Breaking news! Um, so, Chaos Cards, who uh, have a store in Folkestone that we use for our league nights, they have offered us um, some prize sponsorship. We've also got a uh, an offer from Troll Trader, where the Bromley League play their games. Um, I think they're going to buy us a shield, uh, like a perpetual shield, which will come out every year and have teams' names engraved on it. Um, and you've recently been in touch with Pogo Stick Productions, who are hopefully going to make us some custom tokens for the event as well. Yeah, Pogo also said they're going to provide us a few extra bits for goodie bags for our coaches as well. But if you are a coach who wants to take part in the Kent Team Championship, we did say, we did warn you last month, Sold out? Yep, as of last, uh, sometime last week, we sold the final spot. We've got 30 teams booked up. There's 30 teams of four. 30 teams of four. Well, some of the teams have five because um, there's a rule to allow you a spare player. Is it because they can't count? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's to allow us spare players for dropouts. So if um, a team is short on the day, there's the option of one of those uh, spare players moving over to that team. Spare players who don't do that will uh, get matches against other spare players when they're not playing, and they can rotate in and out of the team. Will those spare player matches still be NAF ranked? Yes, they should be. Smashing. Um, and we've also ordered the trophies. So um, a, a gentleman named Lloyd, who did the trophies for the Suffolk Subterranean Showcase, which I was lucky enough to win uh, one of in October. Um, Clang! <laughs> 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 um, uh, has has offered to do them, um, uh, and I believe there is now an Ipswich team coming down uh, with uh, a chap called Magic Dave, who I had a chat to uh, when we were there, um, and I think he'll be bringing the tokens down from with him, uh, sort of trophies down with him. So here's hoping his car doesn't break down on the way. <laughs> If not, it's going to be a quick rush into Canterbury to go and buy something from a, a cheap shop just to engrave onto it. And I'm sure <laughs> Timpsons is still around. Yeah, well, my um, my four-year-old won't be doing anything that day, so I'll just <laughs> give her a call and get her to make something on the paper and put a load of sellotape on it and and other things she likes doing. But that's incredible. That's a, a minimum of 120 coaches in something that started last year as an invite-only um, operation 
to now have 120 from around the UK coming down to Canterbury. It's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's blowing my mind. Um, and uh, I don't know if I can shout loud enough to keep 130 people in, in check. So, so maybe 2025 we have a two-day tournament? We'll have to have a think about it, see how it goes. Um, obviously, we've not used the venue previously. It's at Kent Cricket Ground in Canterbury, um, which is a, a, a lovely room with a lovely view over the cricket ground. Um, so we'll see how it goes and make plans from there. So it's it's a four-game tournament, isn't it, Kent Team Championship? Four-game tournament. Um, it starts around half eight, nine o'clock in the morning, something like that. Ugh. Um, and should finish about 8 o'clock at night. So it's, it's a long day. Instant regret. There's a space available <laughs> <laughs> on the KTC team. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is a long day, but um, it, it's much better. It, you're much more likely to get a worthy winner with four games than, than three games in, in a field that size. And as head referee, I am drivable. So, you know, just saying. I did speak to Mark, who's also refereeing, and I've just got a 3-0 handicap head start <laughs> for every £10 that I give him. So I will still lose 4-3 in every single game. Um, and lunch is provided as well, right? L- Lunch is included in that. So it's, it's like a, a buffet lunch. Um, obviously, if some people are, are like me and um, halflings, they might need uh, a second lunch, which you can get from um, the Sainsbury's right around the corner yep. um, and that sort of thing. Um, but hopefully it'll be enough for most people. Um, crazy people like my wife don't even eat lunch, and I, it blows my mind. That's not, I mean, I know this is a blood bowl podcast. How can you? Not, I can sometimes understand not having breakfast, but by the time you get to the middle of the day, you've got to have like your fifth course. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I don't understand it. Um, like I said, I, I am a halfling, um, and having now received a, a lovely painted rumble figure in uh, the secret scabber, uh, I'll probably be ha- playing halflings a lot more. Um, than I was previously intending next year as well. Well, on the subject of that for next year, um, you both came up with a wonderful thing for our for our club of the um, the Stunty series for uh, for 2024. Do I of you want to go through what the Stunty series is? And also, people are more than welcome to join us for our little Stunty series for 2024. So the Stunty series came about because quite a few of our coaches play for fun and less for being competitive. And as such, we decided that they want to play stunties, let them play stunties, and let's keep track of their scores. So essentially, any stunty race, which will include lizard men without saurus and underworld without rats, can... Um, and black orcs without black orcs. Yeah, that's silly, isn't it? Which, yeah, I tried on Blood Bowl <laughs> 3, and it's, it's definitely not worth doing. Um, they will count as a stunty race. And any tournament you go to, you get 10 points, and then you get points for draws, points for wins etc etc and at the end of the year we'll tally up all the points and you might get a prize you might just get a hug who who knows i mean a hug is a, a prize in itself it certainly is value value for money so yeah so we've got lots going on um in the wonderful world of blood bowl yeah so we've got some dates um in the diary as well for the southeast series most of the dates are now finalized which you can find on all the usual places um, but I'll just very quickly run through them, if that's okay. We've got 2nd of March is the Kent Team Championship. 21st of April is the Surbiton Blood Bowl League. 18th of May is the Sob Sevens. June is Bromley. Chris will confirm the date in due course. Uh, July is Hastings. 7th of September is Brighton. 12th and 13th of October, now confirmed, is October 3. Uh, 26th of October is... Subterranean Showcase in Ipswich, and then the 7th of December is Bexley. So 
maybe two or three more added that, but they're not yet finalised. That is a bananas set of tournaments. Yeah. And considering everything seems to sell out at the moment, there's going to be, you know, a fantastic opportunity for all coaches to get out, play in a couple of these tournaments. Again, in the Southeast Tournament Series, uh, play a few tournaments, you know, put yourself in the hat to, you know, win the overall series. Because, again, pretty things at the end of the series. Very, very nice. Exactly. Pretty pins. Um, And... As as I mentioned, the 12th and 13th of October is now confirmed for October 3, which we are currently working on the rule set, and that's all booked up, as is another event on the 30th of March. Yeah, Easter Saturday, come down to Folkestone, wear your Easter bonnet, eat chocolate, play Blood Bowl. Prize for the bonnet? Prize for the hat? Of course. Okay. Yeah, that's and basically the only rule that's written. It <laughs> there, there is a pr- if you if you wear an Easter bonnet or um, it has to be a homemade Easter bonnet. You ho- can't go and buy one. I think I think uh, we we've not finalised that, but I, I think that's the a homemade is preferred. Yeah, you are more likely to win with a homemade Easter bonnet. You will not win if you buy one. Yeah, but um, I think we're going to bring back the uh, free re-roll for uh, a hat rule that was in the pissed up Terry testimonial. So, it to encourage everyone to just get involved in the silliness. It was a very well-received um, addition to that rule pack, and our friend Eyeball Paul said to me many times since how much he enjoyed it and how you walked into that room, everyone's wearing silly hats, and immediately you felt at home. I can tell you, though, my hat choice as a glasses wearer was ridiculous. <laughs> of taking my glasses and wearing a lucha mask, it, I mean, I couldn't see the dice anyway, so that's definitely the excuse why it went so badly. But yeah, advice to anyone, don't wear luchador masks while playing Blood Bowl, unless you are, you know, not visually impaired. <laughs> and uh, Chris, our, our co-host who's not here, um, won the prize for the best silly hat of that tournament. He'd homemade a uh, some Blood Bowl posts. I'm gesturing, but obviously you can't see that. How <laughs> uh, was a Blood Bowl post, Blood Bowl players, and a, a little bowl that you could actually flick over, over the post. Uh, and he now, uh, I think, has that in his signature on Talk Fantasy Football as, as w- his proudest uh, achievement. And rightly so. It's the, it's the award people want to win if you can't win some pretty trophies. It's the award everyone is talking about. <laughs> well, certainly the award we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> um, and I, d- I did see Chris um, recently because there was the, uh, the Bromley Winter Cup 2 up in Bromley. So there was four of us from our, our league went up. It was my... No, there was going to be four of us, but well, you were so unable, unable to make to it. Attend, unfortunately. Um, so it's myself, uh, Damien, and Alex. Um, and as always, it was a great event run by Chris. Um, uh, shall I? T- what do you want? What do you want to know? Well, well, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, we, we've said it before that the Troll Trader in Bromley is a fantastic venue um, for a, for a Blood Bowl tournament. But again, because I think Chris had to go and get extra extra space for this one because again he managed to expand it out to quite a quite a full house didn't yeah it? so it ended up i think there was 26 um i think it was due to be 28 but yourself and someone else couldn't, couldn't make it um and it was very well run very friendly um good fun that they have a rule in uh, in the tournaments that, that they run where uh, you have to make a really stupid play in each game to earn the bonus points um, and they are things such as use a reroll in the last turn of a half, jump over a prone player, uh, get sent off for fouling, uh, make a pass in the opponent's half, and one other one that I've forgotten. Was it use a reroll in either turn eight or turn sixteen? That yeah, that was that was one yeah. of them. Um, 
and, and basically they, they are suboptimal plays um, to earn your bonus point. Um, and with a three-game tournament, the bonus points are what comes down to deciding who, who finishes where. So you have to try, if you, if you want to be competitive, you have to try and do something that isn't going to uh, maximise your chance of winning the game. So it's, it's quite a fun, funny thing to do. Um, I managed one or two, out, managed two out of three. Um, so one of them was to use a reroll in, in the last turn and a half. I was playing my second game against a Skaven coach and I had my uh, Chaos Warrior a three dice block <laughs> and um, unnecessarily re-rolled it <laughs> before scoring. <laughs> um, so that, that was quite fun because obviously, you know, it, it could have gone wrong for me. Um, and the other one was jumping over a prone player, which again, I did on uh, turn 16 before scoring <laughs> in, in one of my games. Um, so uh, fortunately, the game was, was uh, locked down at that point. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great game. I'm I did much better than I thought I would do with um, Chaos Chosen. So I got two draw, uh, two wins and a draw. That's great. And the draw was very nearly a win, except for timeout on the kickoff table. Ah, rubbish. Which, which is fast becoming my least favourite kickoff table result. Um, even worse than the Fisher's Ref sending off a player. Because you could, as, uh, as someone playing... See, it happened twice in two games. The other game, I, I was 2-0 up, so it, it didn't matter, but... Um, it was, yeah, you, you can spend your, you can do the perfect strategy, stalling out, scoring the winner on, on turn 16, knowing that you can stop the one-turner, um, and then realising that timeout has, has screwed that plan. Um, so I, I guess you sort of have to set up for a one-turn defence and uh, to defend against timeout. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an annoying result. Uh, that I moaned about quite a bit on the day, <laughs> and I'm very much over it two weeks later. So that's good to know. You never, you never tell. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely love timeout. If you're playing someone who you're not too keen on playing, and if it happens <laughs> in like the first few turns, and it's like, great, that's one less turn to have to worry about. Because sometimes you get, I, again, uh, it, it doesn't happen often, but sometimes you get to the, that part way through that blood bowl game, and you're like. You know what? I just want this to be over. <laughs> I'm ready for this to be finished now. I love the game, but sometimes, or even if you're just not in that in that right frame of mind for it, you're like, oh, one less turn to worry <laughs> about. That's delightful. But as you said, yeah, if it happens after, or even when the, you're getting that and you're like, why does the universe hate me? I just wanted to go home and have some tea. <laughs> and now I've got another turn of Blood Bowl to play. Absolute nightmare. Um, what team did you run? So, so Chaos, Chaos Chosen. Chosen. Yeah, yeah. So I had two block warriors, two guard warriors. Block Minotaur, Shorehands Beastman, and Wrestle? Guard Beastman. Guard, yeah. Um, and then Beastman to 12 and two re-rolls, which actually was probably more than I needed. Um, oh really? Because the, the team behaved themselves really well. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I was a bit fortunate in some of the games. So my first game was against a lovely chap called Isaac, who was playing Norse. Um, and I got the choice of whether to kick or receive. And I thought, I want to hit you first. Um, so I did. I immediately rolled double skulls. Oh first God. dice roll of the game. Uh, took a deep breath and thought, I don't want to cede the advantage, so I'm going to re-roll that. Got two removals in that turn and very quickly got a few more, including his Yeti. And um, it was, yeah, it, it went my way very quickly. 
Um, so I wouldn't have re-rolled that. No? In most games, no, I would have thought, the ball is safe, it doesn't matter. But no, I I've, I've thought about it, but then I thought, I want to hit you. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh, and, it, and it worked. So, but so enough so about your opponent. What about <laughs> Um, so I had three nice lo- blocks lined up on the minus line scrimmage, and I wanted the minotaur to do a hit. So I thought at that point it, it was worthwhile. Um, other people may disagree. Um, uh, my secret play in that game, though, was to have one of my players surf. And Isaac had very kindly agreed to do this for me if I left someone on the sidelines near the end of the game. Oh, how kind. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I didn't leave him anyone to do it with. <laughs> so I, di- I didn't get the point for that game. I think it's interesting you said straight away like you took out his Yeti from a Norse team. I don't think I've seen anyone have any success with a North y- Norse Yeti in the last like 12 months of playing. It just seems to either it spends all of its time being grumpy or on its back or front. Yeah. Same as Minotaurs most of the time. Yeah. And uh, the blood spawn from the corn team is even worse. They're nice centerpieces of the team, but they just break your heart every time. <laughs> I, I do love the Minotaur though. I do. I I, w- I refuse to take any other big guy on a chaos chosen team. This is the way. Um. So my my other two games, I played um a, a chap called Ryan, who I believe is in the Bromley League. Um. He was playing Skaven. That was the game where the timeout cost me the win. Um. We ended up two all. And then my final game was against a chap called Tom, who won the prize for best painted. He was playing high elves. Um, and he he started off well for him, and then he tried the make a pass in the opponent's half to uh, get his secret, uh, stupid, really stupid play. Um, sort of forgetting that it was going to be a four-up catch because it was raining and his catch was in the tackle zone. Um, and from then it went downhill quite considerably for him, but he was... Uh, all three of my opponents were really lovely people who who I hadn't played previously, which um, is always nice. Yeah, it's really I nice. Think. So what was your final record? Two wins, one draw. Oh, well done. And where did Thank you finish you. overall? Uh, I was fourth uh, out of the 24, which is much higher than, than I expected. And I currently am in possession of the Scabazon Tour trophy. Um, which, as we may or may not have mentioned, goes to the highest placed member of our league at an event that isn't run by us. And has at least two coaches attending. See, I have to be very careful when I go to the next one because I've also got in my mind of minds going, now is the time to buy Rumble Slam from <laughs> Troll Trader. Now is the time because now they've bought out Mr. Sock, <laughs> where it's just a giant sock model with a man on the end of its hand. And I thought, this is this has that to happen perfect. now. So I'm elated. I, I was a, that that was the only downer on my day that you weren't there for me to w- keep whispering in your ear, buy Rumble Slam, buy Rumble Slam. I think it would have been a very expensive day. <laughs> that that plus the the, the Ulez charge. Now it becomes much more expensive to buy <laughs> Rumble Slam. They do sell a lot of miniatures to go with Rumble Slam. Oh, Not do. just the core game, many many blister packs. The, the as last well. the last time I was there for um for Chris's Dungeon Bowl tournament he ran, I think I finished my my last game in 13 minutes, <laughs> and then had quite a lot of time to kill. And I sort of spent 15 minutes going, but I could buy this, <laughs> and this, and this, and that ring. And oh, it was very dangerous. I went and got myself some sushi while I waited to <laughs> think about it, and then came back and still had time to go. Don't buy it. What you needed is, is like the little devil on the shoulder, like me perhaps going, buy it, buy it. 
<laughs> or we could, you know, they're quite nice there. Maybe if we ask them politely, they'll let, let us open it and have a play while we're, you know, between games. I mean, that would, no, that's too <laughs> dangerous, too dangerous. Do you want to play Dungeon Bowl? No. <laughs> Got this other game that I'm never going to learn to play. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of, of uh, variants, we had our Christmas Market Gutter Bowl this week as well. Yeah, this was uh, our second uh, Gutter Bowl tournament we'd run as a, as a club. It was uh, hoping some of our coaches would return to being the best Gutter Bowl coach in the universe. <laughs> but an unnamed human <coughs> is still n- uh, number one in the world. We had uh, a sellout of 12 coaches for our Christmas Gutter Bowl. Quite a tight time limit of 50 minutes per game, which I think if we do this again, we're going to have to find a way to start earlier or just do it at a weekend so people aren't overly rushed for it. Yeah. I think the 50-minute time frame as we found for both gutter bowl tournaments, we had quite a few timeouts, and there's no real fair way to, to split it. So it's a case of, okay, well, if you're losing 1-0, but you're about to... It's time. Um so I know that's something we'll have to look at for the future. But I, yeah. I, I love Gutter Bowl. I think it's a fantastic little variant. I still wouldn't say it's as fun as Sevens, but we'll get into that mm. shortly. But I took um, I took our favourite Frogs. Um, my first game was against some absolute... Mo- oh, just this, this guy was relentless. Yeah. Like a filthy power game, I think. He was. He took Skaven and everything. Well, I mean, that's... What, what kind of loser? I, I thought we were all picking our teams based on the, the Christmas-themed pun that we could come up with, but and my, my team were called Ratting Paper. <laughs> yeah, and mine was called Slant as Little Helpers. Uh, and I had We Toon Kings of Orient R. <laughs> Which is still the best of all the names, to be <laughs> honest. Um, I, I, I fully expected Toon Kings to be rubbish, um, and they they were decidedly average. <laughs> uh, so, so, out of all the gates, so 12... Six games around, so 18 games were played. Uh, four of those games were draws. <laughs> Three of them were me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I drew 0-0, 1-1, and 1-1. And in our previous Gutter Bowl tournament, I drew three games. So Consistency is <laughs> Exactly. That's, that's the thing. Um, so I, I, also, I think I also played this um, ridiculously you know, annoying chap that you played as well, Stu. I know, it was an absolute nightmare. So <laughs> I, obviously I picked um, our lovely Space Frog friends because I thought it would be fun to theme them. So I had great names such as uh, Yule Frog, Egg Frog, Slanter Claws, of course, <laughs> uh, Quality Leap. Uh, then I was running out of things after going through. Uh, a Toad of the Rhone was the other one. <laughs> um, but then I was really struggling, so I went uh, down to uh, you know German Sausage Market, so I had Fred Verst uh, <laughs> to come in. Um, and, yeah, so I, I played Ollie in, uh, in my first game. It was a, a foolish rush that uh, Ollie dropped the ball and luckily didn't score in the first half. He oh. then brutally scored after, like, two turns of the second half. And then my team left the pitch. They did. They did. And then Job done. Let's go home. <laughs> That's what they thought. Let's yeah. go get some eggnog. <laughs> and, and then one of my frogs pulled it back to one all, and I was like, okay, this is good. I'm going to have points on the board at the end of this uh, this one. Second day game, I played uh, David, Clown Zombie, from, our, from our, our league, and he wiped the floor of me 3-0. Again, dirty metagamer. <laughs> Unbelievable. And in my final game, I played Ashley, uh, who was running Nurgle. And it was the first time he'd played, so he'd picked up the rule books at the weekend. And in fairness, uh, where we've learnt to put the ball at kickoff down one of the side alleys to make it very annoying. Ball, to make yep. it very annoying. I picked that up at the 
he had one pest to gore the other side of the pitch. I was like, go the other way. And then I was 2-0 up by the end of the first half. And then I kicked to him because I went the approaching gutter bowl of, I want to hit people first with a crotch to gore. Go for removals with plus one uh, to, to armor break on the floor in gutter bowl. And it worked because I had space to go through. And then in the second half, I spent most of my time leaping a frog, trying to pick up a ball in a tackle zone on three plus and failing. <laughs> so it was a very, very quick second half. Yeah. But it was a, a delightful 2-0 victory. Uh, so I finished 1-1-1 one, one, and one in, in gutter oh. Well, my, my first two opponents were yours, but the other way around, obviously. So I played David Clown Zombie um, in round one um, and we drew 0-0. Nil, nil. Um, he had the potion that allowed his thrower to pass anywhere on a two, like so, he got he got a yeah the superior potion, so a, a superior potion that got him an extra point of agility on his thrower, and he ignored the range ruler. So despite having that, he did not manage to score, um, which I was quite pleased by. Yeah, well, his superior magic potion, our game, he got plus two to strength and frenzy and animal savagery, which he had on his thrower. Ooh. So he had a strength five thrower with frenzy. It's bonkers. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and then I played Oliver in a, the second game. Yeah, uh, round two, yeah. Round two, we drew one all. Um, I think you, you beat the shit out of my team to start off I with. definitely tried to, you yeah. You absolutely wiped Thank the Thank you for allow- having me to edit that explicit <laughs> out now for the edit so we can keep the E out. My goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, and I... So I I'd rostered a magic potion and gained one from the kickoff table as well. Or it might have been the letters to Santa, actually. Um, oh, no, I gained a re-roll from that. I, I had a ridiculous advantage in, in this game. Uh, both of my um, Tomb King Blitzes uh, got Sidestep and Leader, yeah, which, that's right, yeah. which was a bit, uh, bit naughty. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I th- we, we ended up draw- drawing one all. Um, so that was that. And then my final game was against uh, James Fluffles. Um, and we had a 1-1 draw. Um, uh, I was very fortunate to, to draw, um, despite beating up his, his Norse quite a lot and killing his Yeti. Um, again, <laughs> I think that might be the second or third. T- it's, it's at least the second time I've killed one of his Yetis. might be the third. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was very fortunate. I, I basically legged it down the side with a skeleton holding the ball <laughs> and an extra movement blitzer um, on my turn five. Uh, and then the b- uh, ball-carrying skeleton failed a rush. <laughs> but fortunately, I'd, I had anticipated this and, and sent the blitzer there to recover and score on my turn six, which was, was very fortunate. Um, it was a very fortunate draw. But, um, yeah, all, all the games were fun and... Um, We've basically already talked about two of your games early as well. <laughs> we have. So I was playing with Skaven. Uh, Stuart round one. Stole the ball. Decided to go for it with the gutter runner so I couldn't even be based. And obviously fell over and knocked myself out. Um, Seems unnecessary when yeah. gutter runners can dodge on the tee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was unnecessary, yes, but it was just... Suboptimal sh- is what I'd say. It's very, extremely suboptimal. does not compute. <laughs> uh, but it was a really fun game. I played some knob beep. 
I'll write that one down as well. With uh, we're tomb- talking doorknobs, right? To- tomb kings who just fouled relentlessly, <laughs> without mercy, without joy, just stomping for the sake of it. And that was a draw. And I played uh, a lovely guy with humans called David <laughs> on uh, round three and won two one. And uh, my team just batted him. So he, David was fortunate enough to play all three of us. That's Wasn't it? What a lucky guy. He should get a badge. <laughs> yeah. Sent him packing to go and w- welcome the birth of his second child. So, yeah. he's, so he's not playing uh, in our in our league this season, but he was uh, he's a reserve, isn't he, for Kent Team Championship possibly? Um, sort of. I, I said, do you want to be? And he said, I, I almost certainly definitely can't. Don't put my name down. <laughs> so, so I put his name there. down. <laughs> it sounds like a yes to me. It did. It sounds very much like a yes. So, so I put his name down. Do um, we want to talk about our impressions of Gutterball, the pros and cons oh of yeah, it? Absolutely. Uh, so, so we've now done two tournaments in a league, haven't we? Yeah. And as a variant, so this Gutterball was released. It was whew, sometime in the summer. Summer, wasn't summertime, it? wasn't it? That we got we got uh, Gutterball, and uh, well, what were your first impressions when? Because you know we've now veterans of the game. <laughs> it's a fun variant. It's probably my least favourite of the three current official variants. It's extremely swingy and unrestricted fouling and a plus one to armour rolls when you hit the floor means your team gets wiped out very, very easily, which removes any tactical element to the game. Um, what? Fouling is very tactical. It's not. Not when you're fouling with position orders, that's because you can. No, because you want to get star player points because fouls that cause casualties gain you star player points. It's, it's a simple correct. thing. Correct, yes, correct. But okay. when your positional skill up, they will clear <laughs> off and find a better team. That is true. In league play, it is extremely likely that any player that gains a skill will just say, see you later, and go off to the big league. Um, I played... You played Chaos <laughs> Renegades. I did play Chaos Renegades in the uh, league. Do you want to know how I know? No, go on. I, I killed one of your big guys. Oh, <laughs> with a foul. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I can't remember, but I got star player points for it anyway. Um, yeah, so for me, it's my least favourite. Yes, I'd carry on playing it because I get to use my teams and hang out with my mates, but it's a bit too swingy for me to be a fun... No, it's wrong. To consider it a competitive game. I know you've told me the other day that you don't like the potions. What's What don't you like about them? They're OP. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Strength, strength oh. five throw with frenzy? What are you talking about? The po- in, and the, the way the kickoff table is and the way the potions work, if you p- put money into dedicated fans and you put some money aside for a potion, it gives you a massive advantage, more so than having an extra player on the bench. Um, that's a, le- a learning point, really. Mm. I think having a bench is really important. And I found this um, running halflings um, in our <laughs> league, which was ridiculous. And on the subject of players leaving when you have additional skills, one tree, one skilled up hefty, one catcher, all left. Ooh. And the same game that a tree died. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, right, well, this is ridiculous. But luckily, when when you lose a play, you get 20,000 uh, bronze Ooh, pieces. Wow, I, didn't, I didn't even realise that. Don't so spend that gave it all me at once. Just, well, it gave me just enough to repurchase a tree. Wow. But yeah, Halflings in Gutterball was difficult. But because I had a bench, 
if the trees could do stuff on the line of scrimmage in the first half, and I always took the approach of I will always receive the ball because I've got two trees who can go and do some stuff. The mighty blow essentially plus two. If it goes well for a tree, that's two players off the pitch. If they haven't got a bench, there's a fighting chance just to waddle some halflings out there. But I, I agree. I think I like Gutter Bowl. I think the scenery we got for, for the Gutter Bowl was fantastic from, a, from an aesthetically pleasing side of things. But I'm still very much Sevens Dungeon Bowl, Gutter Bowl as my variants of choice. Uh, I don't know where it falls for me at the moment. Um, one of the things that I struggled with was um, playing slow teams. So I took Black Orcs in the league because I thought it would be rubbish. Um, and then I took Tomb Kings in the last tournament because of the pun. Um, neither of whom have a, a lot of movement and the pitch, is, the pitch itself is the same length as a Blood Bowl pitch. So, but you have six turns. So it's a lot more difficult for slower teams to even make it to the end of the pitch. Um, so it would be nice to play a faster team and, and get probably, I think, reassess my, my opinions on that game. What you need is a fast team with armor 10 plus. Exactly. How, uh, which <laughs> Games Workshop will be releasing next month? I uh, that's, that's what I heard, yeah. That's, that's my Christmas wish. But, but if you look at the NAF rankings now, like on the subject of the faster teams, it's Wood Elf, Wood Elf, High Elf, top three in the world. And then I think it's Dark Elf, fourth place. Yeah, so it's like that. people who've got big pace. And same thing which I found with the Frogs, movement eight on the catchers, if you can get them out of the way, if you can skill them up or if you're playing a tournament where you can take skills, because we had no skills, no re-rolls because of the time constraints. Um, they could be... No, really, really tricky in um, in old gutter bowl. But yeah, I think I wouldn't travel a long distance specifically for a gutter bowl tournament. I would for dungeon bowl and I would for sevens. But for gutter bowl, I think if it's local, bit of fun, imagine all-star gutter bowl. <laughs> that would be fun. I'm a big fan of the all-star format. So I think all-star gutter bowl would be ridiculously fun. I think in the fluff, isn't there something about how Bob Bifford just disappeared and... Um, someone with a mask turned up yep. on, on the pitch. So that, that does sound like a, a fun idea. And I know um, you and um, Pete Hisselivs played an All-Star Sevens game last year. We did. Um, how, do you want to share any thoughts on that? All-Star Sevens is ridiculous because um, we allowed Pete to take uh, Count Luther before he was brought back. So, And we didn't have any real drafting rules. So it's a case of just pick. <laughs> and it was the most ridiculous, silly game I've played, and then a couple of months ago, me and Craig Hellbent Ginger played a game of 11s All-Stars That must well. have been a nightmare to keep a track of. It was an absolute nightmare. We all had like the star player cards in front yeah. of us going, what does Willow Rosebud do? <laughs> <laughs> Which probably doesn't bode well for the quiz later. She, <laughs> she never gets picked. That's what she will Well, she yeah. did. She did, bec purely because I could. Was it because was it she'd recently painted a model? No, because I was like, ah, this will do. And Fair you know, I've got deep root. Obviously, always put deep root yeah. if you can. Um, I think it was something silly. Like, so we had um, deep root versus Varag versus Morg. It was <laughs> just... I I love anything like that with a silly, silly yeah. background to it. I think if I were to structure it again, it might be a case of, you know, have tiers of star player mm -hmm. because then you don't just pick your favourites and they get 
or a salary cap blow. or something like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's got to be more than a million. Yeah, <laughs> like a two a two mil buy-in, I think, for star players yeah. would be fine to be able to get it over the line. But yeah, I'd recommend it. I think yeah. star player anything. It's just because you've paid, you've bought the models, you've painted the models, and you're, you're now you're now not allowed to use half of them. So, <laughs> well, exactly in league play and a lot of tournaments where megastars are, are not there, I'm still surprised no additional star players are added to that list in uh, in November's updates. I think it's because of lack of data, really. Mm. So the new star, Ivor, Ivan the Animal Deathshroud, who undoubtedly is undercosted. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, he's not a megastar. But obviously, some TOs will say, "Sorry, sunshine, you're on the bench." And the same for the new Skitter Stab Stab, who I'm very pleased to see back. But 150k and can play for Chaos and Chaos Dwarfs and Nurgle teams. I'm thinking might not see a lot of action because they they can already take Hat Flem as well, right? Yeah, like ha- when, ha- when it when yeah. it's not when, when, it, when he's not allowed. Yes, but so you could have a Chaos Dwarf team with Hat Flem and Skitter. <laughs> Which is just sounds ridiculous. Go go and wash your mouth out. Alex I mean, is going to booking this tournament <laughs> now straight away. I mean, I, I don't ever, I have zero desire to play Chaos Dwarfs, um, but I, I also have zero desire to play against them. So, yeah. Um, there we go. Um, in terms of the um, like the barriers and the markets and, and the sewers, do you find that a, a fun addition to the game? I find the sewer more fun than the markets. I think you can do more silliness with passing the ball across the sewer to give you a bit more openness to it. Yeah. I think the market's having the uh, the, the negative one to, to throw over the market stall. Because, of course, you can't just throw it for a market stall. You have to lob it over the yeah, top. Yeah, got to go over the top. Like, who throws a shoe over there? Yeah. It's fun to be able to push people into the open sewers and they get stuck yeah. and possibly yeah. eaten. Yeah. Whilst the market stalls are just a, a uh, impassable terrain. Yeah. So... And also the fact that you can sometimes come out the other end <laughs> of a sewer when you're rolling your rolling your D8 to get yeah. out the other side. It's a case of, well, I'm free. Now oh, I'm like in the wrong the place. Down. Great. Um, I, I don't know if the barriers add a lot to the game. Um, the the plus one to strength being blocked over the barrier has never come up when I've, in, in any of no, my games. No, because why would anyone... Why would you throw that? the block? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, it does sometimes slow players down when they're trying to either get away or get to you. Mm. But I think it just maybe it just overcomplicates the game a little bit. It does. But if you get some nice terrain like we bought from Battle, Battle something, I'll look it up. Battle Forge, I think. It was some lovely cardboard market stalls. And we put them on the pitch, and they look astounding. Blood Bowl yeah. with We've terrain. We've got some pictures of those. We can, can we share pictures on the? I don't know how. We can't share pictures on the podcast. But we share them on the Twitter at Blood Bowl. There Tavern. you go. Sorry, we'll on the X. We'll, we'll, do, we'll put them on the Twitter. Um, yeah, t- terrain on the Blood Bowl pitch is actually a quite a nice change. Yeah, and we we were playing at Chaos Cards, who had a load of terrain from another war game. Um, and we just put that on all the other... Because we, we only got one set of this terrain. So we, we put the... Um, We've got two sets, which was sorry. enough for one pitch. Um, so we had five pitches without anything on. And we just grabbed stuff from the shelves at Chaos Cards. Um, some of that was a bit too big. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think when, when I set up against you, Ollie, you, you said, have you only got five players? Um, because both my throwers were hidden behind so some stealthy. terrain. So stealthy. I know, sneaky, sneaky, can we? Um, but yeah, it, it does. M- it, it it changes the game, um, and it is fun. 
but like you both say, I don't know if it's more fun than sevens or more fun than having a ball, uh, having a bomb blow up when you open a chest in Dungeon Ball, or accidentally teleport yourself to death. Which I did far too many times, <laughs> so it didn't become fun. I, I've not laughed as much playing Blood Bowl as, as when you tried to get away from um, uh, one of my players by running into a portal and <laughs> zapping yourself out of the game, <laughs> leaving the ball there for me to pick up. So, because that it's funny you should mention Dungeon Bowl because I keep looking at the community centre just over the road and I keep thinking there's loads of space in there, lots of tables, big car park. Could this be the place for Barbecue Bowl but do it as Dungeon Bowl? Ooh, it sounds like exciting. we need to book a date. I think so. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm. I'm leaning towards. Well, obviously, I need to look at the tournament calendar because we've got so much on. But I just think a dungeon bowl on a Saturday or a Sunday with a genuine barbecue at the end for people to do a social and have a barbecue in a nice space. Food and blood bowl just goes really well. And beer. I. I'm sure there's a license <laughs> that's available, and if not, I'm sure we can find a way to bring a cooler somewhere. Mm. The the only other thing I'd say about um. Gutter Bowl is that, like Dungeon Bowl, there is some ambiguity to the rules. They don't seem to proofread them perhaps quite as much as, as they could do, which is very unlike Games Workshop. <laughs> um, uh, but they, when did Dungeon Bowl come out? Like two years ago? Yeah. And they've, they've not really offered much of art or, or you know, clarification. Uh, it's such a niche game that so few people are playing, so even fewer people are biting oh, into Games Workshop FAQ, so you know. I think okay. the games so what you're saying is I should bombard them with questions. Yeah. Got it. Uh, exactly. But the Games Workshop, um, when they do the tournaments at Warhammer World, they uh, they had one recently, and again it was with the wonderful pitches they've got out, which with the room rules straight on there. And I think playing with room rules as well makes it so much more fun. But from a tournament standpoint, you need so many sets to build decent pitches to be able to put them through. So, again, you know, if anyone wants to send us <laughs> loads of free stuff for Dungeon Bowl, we will happily work. Just find us on, on Twitter or X or message us uh, through the podcast, and we'll happily take them off your hands. Uh, we used um, the Bonehead Podcast's um, Dungeon Bowl templates before, which worked really well until, peop until people worked out how to win quickly oh, gosh, on those pitches. Yeah, so I, um, my first game, this is obviously a bit of a diversion, um, but my first game in that tournament, I was playing against uh, Fluffles, James. I won in two turns <laughs> because I was playing shadows and my gutter runner could go and pick up the ball. Another, like, obviously, you know, you have to be fortunate and get the right chest, but there's a possibility if you get the right chest and send one gutter runner up the middle, one to get the chest, you can hand it over to the other one. You can do your super move as well if needed um, with the, the wizard that we had uh, and you can win in two turns. I did that in our, our game. I won in about 10 minutes. And I said, and you know, we've got that another that's hour. That's poor game design. It is. It's, it's the pitch design, isn't it? Um, uh, so I yeah. said, okay, you know, let's let's play again. We've got another hour. Um, and <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> um, and I think that was probably one of his first experiences of Dungeon Bowl, and he may hate me now. But <laughs> Perhaps those variants don't lend themselves as much to tournament play as sevens and regular elevens do. It could be like so for for dungeon bowl. Obviously, you can you can win the game in ten or twenty minutes, or you could win the game in three hours if you don't put a yeah. limit on it. Um, so it, it's probably not. Our game went a long time, didn't it? Um, I think it was our game. In the tournament. Or yeah, in the tournament. Yeah. 
I think it did, yeah. Anyway, I forget. But even when we did the Dungeon Bowl League um, last summer, it was, I think it was like Tommy and Jake's game went two and a half hours. Yeah. Because we forgot still there was a time limit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I think was thinking of doing for the um, for the barbecue bowl, if we can get it booked in and find a date, would be three balls in the chest. So you've got multiple balls going round. Extra time multi-ball. Exactly. And I just think that, therefore, means you've got to be a lot more defensive because if someone's coming at you and they've got three balls, they might just leave you to do it and go for two of their own. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you just chortling away at the concept of three balls? See, now, technically, that doesn't have to be bleeped out, so this is fine. Um, Yeah, so that'd be good. You should sort it out. It's, it's, come uh, up. it's, yeah. it's on my uh, on my to-do list, mainly finding out some. But obviously, you know, I need to find a vegan option as well. It's because I can bring my own stuff. That, that defeats the object. Okay. Defeats the object. Bar- barbecue meat. Say Beyond Burgers are really nice. I don't know how yeah. well they barbecue. Barbecue a carrot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or banana. I'll, I'll just create you a tofu hog roast. Perfect. <laughs> um, so obviously, um, our new league is just starting up, as um, a- and we wanted to talk about, um, you know who we think is going to do well and that sort of thing. Before we do, I just want to mention um, a couple of other leagues that are coming up um, in the southeast soon. So there's leagues starting in Thanet, Ipswich and Bexley in January. Um, if you want to find out more, the information should be on the Blood Bowl Southeast Discord and someone should put you in touch with the right person. I believe Bromley is also starting up next month. Um, obviously, I was hoping Chris could confirm that. But, um, Chris says yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if not, he's going to having to be starting his league uh, I, a month early. I know it's starting up soon, but uh, yeah. So, so obviously, um, yeah. If if you live I- in or around one of those areas and want to play, then um, get in, get in touch. Awesome, good stuff. So our local league season nine has just started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had twenty four participants this time, which is great. Um, it's a nice round number as well. It, it nice, divides easy nice to and divide into, into three. three divisions or two divisions. We went for three, and we have a a child. One of the coach's sons joined us this season, so we decided we would seed the divisions to make it. Um, yeah. So we, we so we normally do this. We we seed. Um, so you, you get a nice variety of more experienced coaches. Um, moderately experienced coaches and really new coaches in, in each division and the racial split as well so that hopefully there's no duplicate races yeah so so there's a few races of blood bowl teams yes there's a few teams who, who there's more than one of so there's, there's three orc teams um they are split one in each division go on the randy savages <laughs> um and then there's nurgle goblins gaven vampires and dark house um who there's two of each, and so they they are using the magic of, of uh, numbers and <laughs> spreadsheets and things. They they are kept separate just so that you don't have someone um, potentially playing the same bad matchup for their team too often. I mean, every opponent for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick one though, because obviously as you said, we've got two vampire coaches, and it's just as a as a to question for for both of you. So Pete's redrafted his vampires. Mm-hmm. Which he ran the old version of vampires last season. Now we've got the new version of vampires this season. 
How did you go about the redraft of that? Because obviously we've now got all the new positionals. What was the uh, what was the approach from the league commissioners to deal with this? Shove it in a box and hope it fits, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, so so for, from a practical standpoint, we used Tor Play, and he had to create a, n- a team under the new rules so he could have all the new positionals. Um, we then got him to redraft his team manually on a bit of paper or software or whatever he, he used. Quill and ink. Yeah. Uh, he then told us what he wanted, and then we had to do the relevant allocation. Okay, it worked out quite well, really. Yeah. Um, Pete's certainly someone that plays for the fun of the game and the yeah. love of the game, so him having a broken vampire team was not going to be an issue. No, no, and exactly. That vampire with extra arms will die. Vampire <laughs> <laughs> with extra arms. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of the inducements that he used last season. I forget Professor Conkelstein. Something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, which is in Deathstone, and and he used because you know it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now it turns out to be a very dangerous vampire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, vampires pick up on it too, anyway. So it's it's not the the worst. The part is now in the tackle zone. It picks up on it too, and in the vein it picks up on it yeah, too. Yeah, but so. but if it's in the tackle zone, one of the other vampires will just go and hit the gaze of tackle zone person. Very so. true, and then get punched in the face. Yeah. And if it's raining, the vampire will melt anyway. Ah, um, so fact. yeah. So p- Pete. Um, I, I I was doing some exciting database stats work on on our league history the other day. But I forget f- I forget exactly, but I think Pete's played probably six of the seasons uh, since um, the league was branded a- as Scab. Uh, four at least four of those are um, as vampires. So he he loves playing vampires. Um, you know, some people just love playing a certain team, and, and Pete's one of those. Pete's going to sit there this season and go, "Why am I top of the league? What's happened?" Because Games Workshop made vampires good. Oh. I, the number of people playing vampires now. Again, the models are pretty good, but it's just... I know we said this, all, I think, on episode one with the uh, the vampire team. It's like, that pitch is so beautiful. But play with the pitch rules where it's on fire. You, you know, if you don't stay on the carpet, you're in trouble. That's where it is. <laughs> That's not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got two vampires. Yeah. Two Skaven, two Dark Elves, two Nurgle, two Goblins. Um, and then a bunch of other things, basically. Yeah, some good n- new first-time coaches as well join the league, which is really, really nice to get some new people to play against and sort of welcome into our wonderful, um, our wonderful league. Absolutely. We also run a knockout cup competition alongside the league called the Lance Two Girls One Cup, and there's an optional cup which people can jump in or jump into. They can play their league team or throw in a fresh team or an old team. So I thought we might be fun. The three of us go through each ra- each uh, the round one mm-hmm. matchups and predict a winner. I well, like I, I think me and Stu are already winners because we're already in the second round. I'm so happy. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. <laughs> Two commissioners are in the second round and one commissioner <laughs> is in. What's Tor going on here? I'll talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all right. It's just going to be a defensive for every story. round of the skill I select this season. So, round one, we've got uh, new newish only second season. Leboeuf with his Auckland Raiders. It's Matt and his vampires. Okay. Well, I'm thinking vampire win. So, so Matt is um, quite an experienced coach and won the league three seasons ago with Black Orcs. Um, uh, and I can imagine, as long as his vampires don't eat everybody, um, he should should probably pick up the win there. Yeah, I'd say as long as there isn't a dice disaster, I think the vampires will will have it. But the thing is, with orcs, they're resilient as hell. They can. 
they can sit in the way. This is true. If the orcs can sit there and keep punching thralls until they go away, that's they're the in for a chance. That's what the birth has to do. Kill the thralls, yeah. um, take the win. But yeah, so, so Leboeuf um, came into the league last season. Um, he managed to play all his games. Yeah. Um, Scored a touchdown. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, he didn't manage to pick up any wins. Um, but you know he's he's a very new player. Playing. And he stuck it out. He enjoys yeah, it. And yeah. He's come back. That, so that was that's my first. That's what more do we thing. want? When I managed to induce Morgan score my first touchdown against Craig, I was like, "Season's brilliant. <laughs> this game's amazing. I've scored once." And though, again, not knowing the game, I was like, "I've scored in turn two. This is great." <laughs> oh dear. Right, so the next next matchup on the list is the Green Gobbos versus Mucha de Lucha. That's a young lad called Bat Boy Iron versus Yance. Now. It's a redrafted Amazon team versus a brand new Goblin team. So, and as y- as you mentioned, they're playing each other in round one of the league. Yes, uh, but that's Yancey's uh, halflings there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So one of them will be out for revenge. Uh, I'm hoping the Goblins chainsaw the legs off the Amazons. <laughs> it's all going to be down to the star. That's slightly misogynistic, selection. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, star player selection. Um, I know, I know James listens to the podcast, so if if um, if Jack needs any star players to fill out his team against um, the redrafted Amazons, we've got models <laughs> which uh, are more than welcome to lend out. Yeah, um, but Ma- Marianne uh, recently won a tournament, a sevens tournament, um, and has got a couple of years' experience playing now. Um, I, I would imagine, as long as her players don't die to weapons, I'd imagine uh, she'd pick up the victory. Then. I would think so. The next game is between uh, Proper Dinlo, the returning Gobbo team, versus Dead Jokes. That's Tommy versus Daemology. Gobbos versus Undead. For me, it's surely Undead. Come on. It's Goblins versus Undead. Well, ne- Next match, please. <laughs> <laughs> Any so given Sunday, though, I think, with the Goblins. I think yeah. this could be it. And also, you know... It's a, it's a new Undead team. So it's, it's a relatively unskilled Undead team. Who and it depends d- what happens in round one of the league as well. Uh, in round one of the league, Damien's Undead are going to squish my Wood Elves. Um, <laughs> Just don't give him too many star player points. I'll do my best. Um, uh, but Damien is statistically the best coach in the Scab League. Yeah. Um, as uh, the stats showed when I when I ran them yesterday, he's yeah. got like an eighty three percent win ratio or something like that. Admittedly, that's over one season, <laughs> but you know he's, he's still he a solid up coach. At tournaments as well, doesn't yeah, he? He's really really consistent at tournaments. Yeah, so he was on the top table at the uh, Bromley tournament for the the final game. Yeah, um, um, KTC twenty twenty three uh, team winner as well, wasn't he? Uh, he and was individual indeed, winner. Yeah. An individual winner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good luck, Tommy. The <laughs> 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 uh, next round is uh, the Shroomtown Giants, Craig Snotling's returning Snotling team versus Pete, who you just mentioned, his Black Bay Buccaneer Vampire team. So, yeah. This could be interesting. So, we've recently brought in a Megastar ban. So, the Snotlings won't be inducing Creek, Creek or Morg or someone, but that is, is Varag banned? I don't know that looking. Okay. I can't remember. So, vampires are good at hypnogazing skills away from people, but when you've got 14 snotlings on the pitch, yeah. that's a lot of people to... Varag is not banned, no. Okay. So, I'm s- well, 
I think the Snotlings will take that. Craig is very good with the Snotlings. Yeah. He's very experienced with them, and he will show no mercy. Yeah, he got to the final of the um, the the most important uh, trophy in the league, the losers' trophy, the, the gobbledygook glass, uh, with them as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Craig's really good with with those Snotlings. I think. I think this one will go into overtime, Ooh. and everyone will be very grumpy if they started late and they've they got a time to get out of Chaos Cards. They're going to be doing a roll-off in the car park. That's probably what I think for that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next round is a new player to the league who came to our October festival, the lovely Tom, Bustleton Wanderer, with his Ruffland Rampage Orc team versus Mark's brand-new human team. I think Mark's experience will probably see him through, but you never know in Blood Bowl. Yeah, they're they're playing in round two of the league as well. Um, so again, one of them might be out for revenge. Um, but Mark is a very experienced player, and he's won the league um, on multiple occasions. So you know, Matt, he picked up his first victory yesterday against Matt as well. Mm-hmm. So, but ne- but again, when they play, is Mark going to be full into like Team England pool season? As well, is his eye going to literally mm-hmm. be off the ball? That is. <laughs> Have you been that working on it? <laughs> yeah, is literally. That, is that right down on your notes over <laughs> literally, there. Literally, right. But th- but that's the thing as well. If Tom plays him in the league first and starts working out how Mark plays, yeah. Mark is a phenomenal player, but he's also far too kind and helps people and says, mm-hmm. "Here's how I beat you," and then I know Mark will probably have Plan B, C, D mm-hmm. behind it. But if he goes into the game and Tom goes. Oh, he just told me how to stop him from beating him. There's always a chance, as you said. It's always blood bowl, but yeah. regressively, I mm-hmm. think Mark's experience is going to just just. Uh, to- Tom, way. if you're listening, I do provide coaching sessions <laughs> for a very reasonable rates. <laughs> the next game is me, my brand new Slan team versus uh, David's Ratskin Renegade Skaven team. David five 0 win. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be a tough game for both of us, I think. His Skaven are incredibly fast, and I if, can I can't ca- yeah. if I can't catch those gutter runners. I can imagine it could be quite a high-scoring game. Let's hope I like high-scoring games. Yeah. yeah, and he's been doing brilliantly in his practice games with, with the Rats. He's been yeah. getting some decent results out of them and sort of wor- working out the mechanics. This is David's third season, fourth season? Third, or maybe his fourth. So yeah. he, he played, he played, uh, he started joined the league playing Wood Elves. So two seasons of Wood Elves. Well, one, one season of Wood Elves, two seasons of Corn, so and now he's playing Rats. Season yeah. In the league, yeah. Uh, David was a winner of our Coach's Choice Award last season, which is where essentially us three commissioners get together and decide which coach in the league most Im- best embodies the spirit of Blood Bowl and plays every game with a smile on their face and with the right attitude. And David was that guy last season. Yeah. And and it's uh, but I would still crush him. <laughs> and he's a very worthy winner. He he all, literally always has a smile on his face. Yeah. Finds the whole game hilarious, no matter what happens. It's it's brilliant to play. You pitch killed my team in turn three. <laughs> what a great game. Uh, next up we have Alex's Ghoul's Night Out, who are a Necro team, versus Ross's Rinky Dink Pinky Skinks, which is an all skink lizard man team. Well, with a Coxigal as well. It's a it's a stunty. <laughs> Stunty lizard man. Okay, team. so Necro win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's been doing really well with that that layout. He people, has. people have been sort of going, "Can't no, that will never work." And he's like, "Oh, it does." And he's been doing really well. Yeah, that's true. It, he was, was it was fourth place at the tournament in Oxford, I think, wasn't he? With um, he did do well, he, and he yeah. will be considerably faster than the uh, Necro, apart from the wolves. So if you can yeah. tie, if you can sort those wolves out, yeah, he might have a chance. Um, I, I think having an unconventional team makes it difficult 
for opponents to work out a strategy as well. Yeah. So it's like like um, we were saying earlier, I think on the drive up, that playing against Slan, if you're unfamiliar, is, is a really difficult prospect because you don't really know what they can do. Um, and playing against 10 movement 8 skinks is, yeah. He, he was telling me the other day that he, he doesn't care if they die, you know. Normally, you'd, you'd be a bit worried if, if one of your really fast players dies. And he's like, got nine more. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so it'd be, an, it'd be an interesting game. And if the werewolves, obviously, like you say, the werewolves can keep up with them. But whether they can knock them down is a, a different matter. Anything with tackle is going to be nope. Ross's downfall. But I think he should be fine. And the Necro have one wolf and one ghoul. So speed-wise, the skinks have it. So we'll see. That'll be an interesting game. And what's is there one more game to do? There's one more. It is Fluffles with his Skaven. Skaven versus Ian and his Chaos Dwarves. Ian is very good with Chaos Dwarves. Fluffles is getting to be really good with Skaven. So who knows? Ian was a, a runner-up in the overall playoffs uh, for us, wasn't he? With yeah. his Nurgle team. Yeah. As well, because it was Nurgle versus Ogre in our uh, in our league playoff final. Which everyone could have predicted beforehand as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's the rundown of our Lance Two Girls One Cup, and hopefully we'll get back to you with some results next time. I'm so happy to be in the <laughs> second round. <laughs> I'd like a favourable buy in the second round, please. <laughs> may or may not happen. Yeah. So, I think that takes us up to it's Izzy Wizzy. Oh no, no, sorry. There's Team England <laughs> stuff before I go. Oh, yeah, sorry, I got very excited. Sorry, you were, you I'm so were excited. excited. Um, so just. Two really quick bits of um, Blood Bowl news that aren't specifically related to the Southeast. So, as I mentioned last time, um, Team England are looking for players for Eurobowl and the Ropen, which is next September. Um, the application form is open until 6th of January if you want to express your interest in playing for them. But it's not just expressing an interest in playing, it's expressing an interest in being involved and getting better as a player and all of that sort of thing. Uh, last time, Stu, you mentioned about a potential youth team in the European, and I passed that on. The idea was liked. Um, uh, I don't know practicalities of getting it all sorted. Obviously, someone being in charge of a group of children um, is, is probably much more lo logistically difficult than... Um, Easier than running a normal league. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, hopefully that will at some point come to fruition because we, we, I'm sure we know at least one coach who would be very interested in, in, in joining. Um, Minnie Morg is an exceptionally competitive little chap. Um, exceptionally good. I know. I mean, it's Frustratingly <laughs> good. And exceptionally nice as well. Yeah, it's hot. All, all, everyone, everyone's just too nice. Does someone trip him team. up? Someone uh, trip him <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or you, I mean, you could just grudge him, Molly, like you did his brother for Threadball. I might lose, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is there's um, NAF elections coming up early next year. So in January, there's an election for the president. And in March, there is an election for the treasurer. Um, I know or I've heard that at least one of the people may not be standing for, for one of those. So if you're interested in becoming uh, a very senior uh, member of the NAF, um, there'll be an elections for you to put your name forward. Um, if you're not, there'll be elections for you to vote in. Awesome. And now, Izzy Wizzy, let's get quizzy. Whoop, whoop. So the quiz that no one asked for is back. 
Anyways. I really need to work on a jingle to sort of <laughs> fade in here. I will for I will from uh, episode four. So, I've written the quiz questions this time. Uh, we only have two participants. Sadly, Chris couldn't make it. More for That means him. I'm second place. <laughs> <laughs> so the first round is which star player am I? You get five clues with descending points per clue. After the clue, you get a guess. You can either pass and get the next clue or have a guess. If you guess incorrectly, it passes to your opponent. If you mm. guess correctly, you get those points and then you get the chance to go for it. Ooh. To go for it, you get two additional questions, each worth one point. Ooh. Isn't it called Rush now? <laughs> so, shall we play? <laughs> Let's play. Which star player am I? Stuart. I'll call you Stuart <laughs> and Stu. Okay. okay. I feel like I'm in trouble. Unless I get confused. You could go for Lucha and Baca. Or is that going to confuse you? I then? could play for any team with either the Halfling, Halfling Thimble Cup, Lustrian Super League, or Old World Classic Special Rules. You may pass or guess. This is for five points. I am Rumblo Sheepskin. That is incorrect. I have one of the largest collections of orc teeth in the known world. Where do you keep them? <laughs> Got a pass or guess? Um, puggy. Incorrect. Oh. Stuart, I started my career with the Reikland Reavers. Or Reikland Reavers, depending on where you're from. The Zug. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Yay. That's three whole points. Do you want to go for it? No. <laughs> Stuart's banking those three points. Okay. Scores on the board. 3-0 to Stuart. Stu, you get to start. Ooh, Which star player am I? I can play for any team with either the Badlands Brawl or Underworld Challenge special rule. I am going to pass. A miscalculation meant an early, meant an explosive end to my mentor. You can pass or you can play. I'm going to pass. I, I'm, I'm doing, so, so if I was listening to this, uh, I would be shouting now. <laughs> it's obviously whoever it is, but. Okay. Um, the three points. I started my career with the low down rats. Uh, okay. I'm going to be annoyed if this is right because I thought initially. Is it Hacklem? No, it is not. Oh. Stuart, I'm either three foot eight or six foot two. Uh, rats. <laughs> Literally, rats. Um, Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go with Mr. Oh, I'm going to go with Craig Ruskelger. Oh, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Stu, for one point. My special rule is yoink, which means I automatically... Oh, scrap a score head. Scrap a score head for one point. There so we Stu, go. do you want to go for it? Can you remind me, Do I have? To, what do I have to do? For one bonus point, mm -hmm. you tell me Scrapper's stats. Okay. For two bonus points, you tell me all of his skills. Okay. You make a mistake, lose it the points. Well, I've only got one point so far. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. That's the spirit. That is the spirit. Okay, so movement seven. Correct. 
Strength, two. Correct. Agility, three plus. Correct. Pass. Do you need passing? Because that's no one. Pa- it's a stat. Pass <laughs> Do you need one of the stats? I forgot about this. Um, you have committed to go for I it have now. Passing, four plus. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. His passing is five plus. Oh. Just for completeness, do you want to tell us his armor? Armor eight plus. Correct. So I you have I got you found you scored yeah. in your point. If only they saw I that that passing metric in the game. Yeah, yeah. It's annoying. I I'm fairly confident I can name most of his skills as well. Oh well. <laughs> 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 Stuart. Okay. Which star player am I? I can play for any team with the old world classic special rule. Play or pass. I will play, and I am the White Wizard. The White Dwarf? White Dwarf, yes. <laughs> no. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> Stu. Hi. I won Beard of the Year in 2497. Grim Iron Jaw. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh. edi- the editing... Charles I might as well just put this as explicit content now to save me editing. <laughs> Stuart. Yes. I started my career with the Norska Rampages. Hmm. Play or pass? Play. Uh, Forced and Stoutmead. Incorrect. <laughs> Stu. I am a blitzer. Play or pass? Ivar Eriksson. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. That is two whole points. So, Stu, do you want to go for it? I do not. (laughs) Uh, After last time, I will bank those two points. Okay. Uh, So, it's one of the two of the Norse boys. After the star player round, we have Stuart on three and Stu on two. Next is closest wins. <laughs> five points for closest. Spot on gives you another five points. Ooh. That's potentially ten points. So for both of you, Stuart, you're going to answer first on this one. Two rookie teams are playing. What would the maximum possible negative modifier to a pass? Minus two. Stu. Minus eight. The correct answer is minus 17. (laughs) (laughs) So, Stu, you get five points for being closest. Do you want to tell me how old that is? So, I had minus eight as disturbing presence on a Nurgle team. You can only get five disturbing presence on a Nurgle team. Eight for tackle zones. Yeah, one for the rain. One for the sun. One for the sun. Three for the range. Minus 17. It's still rolling six, it works. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The chances of it being wildly inaccurate are rather high, though. (laughs) Stu. Hello. I've taken my answer from Fumble. If it's incorrect, it's not my fault. It's Christa's fault. How many star players are there in Blood Bowl 2020? Uh, 62. Stuart. As of when? As of last week. 
before Skid the Stab Stab appeared because he's not been released That's yet. That's going to affect your answer by one. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he, he has not been released yet. So What was your... You said 62. Yeah. You did. I'm going to metagame this. 63. Good man. Well played. That's is 55. <laughs> 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 I thought... Uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking it was lower. That is um, another five points for Stu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the start of... Um, Stuart, you can answer this one first. At the start of a gutter wall match, how many squares are impassable? Okay, three dice. Quick math. Quick math. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be. Both of my co hosts are accountants, <laughs> so you would hope their mental, uh, mental arithmetic would be quite good. However, they're both looking around for calculators. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, 35. I think it's much higher than that. Um, 35 impassable squares. Impassable squares. Okay. As I have not included <laughs> being pushed off a pitch, because that's technically not an impassable square. Correct. <laughs> okay, Stu? So, I think it is... I should have been working this out a minute ago. <laughs> so it's fine, Stuart can edit it. He's got nothing else to do with his time tomorrow. <laughs> Three plus fourteen. Uh, so. Realised I made a, made a massive error in my maths already. Sixty-six. Sixty-six. I worked it out to be one hundred and ten. Okay, that's so a lot. You higher. are closest. It's the b b b this the barriers, not the barriers. The like sewers the or the, the markets are six by four. Oh, okay. I had six and there's four of them, which is yeah, nice. I counted the one for one sewer. <coughs> and then, and the then there are 14 players on the yeah. pitch, which you also impassable squares. So it's 110. Uh, that, that, that was my logic, but I obviously got okay. the, the number. So that's that round over and done with, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Stu. Not got looking good. <laughs> 17 points. Ooh. Stuart. Three. <laughs> Still all to play for. Oh, exciting! Is the uh, the final round like a golden snitch? Whoever gets this final round, is you get one. You get one point per correct answer. Okay. God. So, Stuart, as you're behind, you can go. For, you can make the first bid. Ooh. Your bid to me of how many you think you can get right, going backwards and forwards until one of you says the other can go. What What's the point differential at the moment? Fourteen. <laughs> Stuart, how yeah. many? the different types of wizards in Blood Bowl 2020 can you name? <laughs> Three? <laughs> you should go 14. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to make you name those three. Okay. Firebelly. The Ogre Firebelly is fire correct, belly. yes. The, oh, it's, I don't know the correct terminology. It's the Line of Fire, also another ogre wizard. Oh, no, it's the same thing, so you can do one or the other. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> ogre Firebelly. Ogre Firebelly. <laughs> so good they named it thrice. Oh, do you see? I've, I've never really used a wizard before. So, yeah. Damn it. So, can you steal? Can um, you name up to three? Um, I could name one. <laughs> Harling Sports Wizard. That is correct. You need one more to steal the points. Well, I'm very disappointed in the pair of you. Whew. I won't run through them now. There are 13 current types yeah. of wizards in Blood Bowl. Oh, it would have been even funny if you got 14. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stuart, you're still behind. <laughs> there are 13 different types of inducements available to teams. 
How many of those 13 can you name? I'm going to go eight. Are you talking the main rule book or Destiny as well? There are 13. <laughs> I'm talking the main rule book. Okay. And you said? Eight. Nine. Name them. Okay. Um, righteous Rookies. Well, that's not in the main rule book. Is it not? Oh, well, there you go. That, that's giving you nine to game names straight away. <laughs> yes, I missed it. Which <laughs> is not impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on my list, and my list is correct. So okay. there we are. I mean, it's definitely an inducement. Yeah. So do you want to start naming some? Just trying to steal points. Keg. Bloodweiser Keg. Bloodweiser Keg. Nought to two. Correct. Apothecary. Yes. Two points. Cheerleader. Well done. <laughs> uh, yes, correct. Assistant coach. Correct. I've already said before, I'm definitely. Um, bribe. Correct. Um, drummer? That's a death same one. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm You've missed off MasterChef. You've missed off uh, the extra team coaching. The extra re-roll. You <laughs> make it look what? like I've read the rule book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you start with those? By the, by <laughs> rookies? I don't know. Because I, I, I just assume, because Snotlings are in the main rule book, that Righteous Rookies is as well. Okay. Well. <laughs> just <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> A big sigh of disappointment. <laughs> I spent so. hours on this quiz. <laughs> Only for it to be over. So, three final minutes. questions. Oh. Double or nothing. You double your points for each one you get correct. Oh, well, this mm -hmm. isn't going to go brilliantly. In Dungeon Bowl, there are some new skills which are not in the regular rule book. Can you name any of them? Yes. yes. Portal Navigator. Correct. That doubles your points from three <laughs> to six. <laughs> Stu. No, I can't. Can you name another one? Potentially take yourself up to 12 whole points. Oh, now I'm going to run out of time. No? No. Okay. You could have had Give and Go, Portal Passer, or Wall Thrower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's give and go? So what's give and go, you can, allows you, can you to bounce on the off the walls. Yeah, the portal, portal pass, you can throw through the portal and possibly re-roll it. That's amazing. Um, give and go means you can hand off and then move. Or you can move after handing off. Fumble whiskey. No, no running pass, effectively. But for, handing, for handoffs, yeah. 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 Running handoff. Essentially. Okay, okay, final question of this quiz for tonight. Who can name most colleges from Dungeon Bowl? Me. <laughs> oh, congratulations. <laughs> well done. You win. <laughs> okay. How many can you name? Eight. Stuart? I'll have to go nine to make it exciting. <laughs> okay. There are only eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stu, you're currently slightly ahead. Okay. Uh, not that you know it matters, but tell me the colleges. College of Fire. Correct. College of Beasts. Correct. College of Shadows. Correct. College of Heavens. Yep. College of Death. Correct. College of Metal. Correct. How many is that? Six. 
fantastic. Yep. Two to go. Uh, did I say heavens? Yes, you did. Um, it's like someone's been swatting up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone can remember <laughs> six things. <laughs> As um, I said, swatting up. Hold on a minute. This is good radio. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm going to have to bow out at that point, unfortunately. Ah, oh, so you named six, Stu. Could you list the six he's already named, please? So out of the eight possible colleges, yep. he's named Beasts, Death, Fire, Heavens, Metal and Shadow, leaving... College of Life. Correct. Oh. I wish I paid attention to the list of names you just <laughs> gave me there. <laughs> so you've got best Beasts, Death, Fire, Heavens, Metal, Shadow and Life, one left. College of Light? Oh, he's so good. Yes, it is. <laughs> Saving himself a little bit of pride at the end. <laughs> so let me just check Thank you numbers. for throwing that question <laughs> so I couldn't do it myself. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know who won. I say it was a draw. That seems fair. Blood Bowl was the real winner. <laughs> blood Bowl was the winner. This Everyone quiz. who's I listening shouting yeah, up yeah. their audience. <laughs> These guys are doing a Blood Bowl concert. They don't know the rules. <laughs> Hey, we know the rules of the teams that we play there we are. vaguely. So <laughs> any resemblance to uh, any other quiz, past or present, is entirely, entirely um, coincidental. Coincidental. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I think that ties us all up for the year. Hooray! Hey, our last podcast of 2023. It's been fun. I'm enjoying doing this podcast. We'll be back in January. Uh, Ollie, would you like to share where people can find you on socials, uh, on Discord, where people can give you thread donations, where people can harass you? Uh, <laughs> in the street, <laughs> at, uh, at home. Um, find me on Facebook, I'm Ollie Wiley. Find me on Discord, I'm Eldridge Fox. Uh, Threadball.com is the place to go for all your Threadball information. Uh, wish you all a very calm and peaceful and happy new year and Christmas and anything else you celebrate. Is there any news on the updated Thread auction? Not that I am aware of. Marvellous. Mm -hmm. We'll keep an eye on that and announce it on I the I suspect pod. it will be after Christmas now, but yeah, who knows? Spend all their Christmas money if they're not getting commission painting from Squiggle Studio. Uh, <laughs> Stu, where can people find you on Blood Bowl-esque topics? Um, I probably am best found on the Discord, um, the Blood Bowl Southeast Discord server. Um, I am on Twitter. My username is StuBack and then a whole bunch of underscores. I have no idea how many. Um, it was however many was needed to get a unique username. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be honest, I kind of ignore it because Elon Musk is trying to destroy it. Um, but yeah, or across me in the street, I've got. I usually have my name on my hoodie. Sounds good. And also approach you before the tournament starts mm -hmm. to sort out your naff dice, not while he's rolling sort of double skulls. <laughs> um, as for me, you can find me at Bearded Lucha on what was Twitter, Instagram. Um, in the Guardian newspaper because I'm a massive deal in my <laughs> my day job. So you've been you've you've got an article on in the Guardian and I've got an article on the NAF website. Which is more prestigious? I'm pretty sure that yours has a higher readership than the Guardian. <laughs> well, Wh print oh. newspapers going. Congratulations out to you both. Thank you, thank you. Exactly. So, and none of us shamefully plugged the podcast, so we <laughs> failed as podcasters. So that's it for another another podcast. Uh, our outro song today is uh, "Accommodates" by The Adventures of Lightspeed. We'll see you in January. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.